Hello, welcome back to a small Ghana podcast with a the pod jockey Casey. Um, thank you for uh, continue to listen, even though uh, I haven't done a podcast for a little while now. So uh, got a lot to catch catch up on. Um, so we'll walk around the garden a little later, give you an update of what's going on. Um, I've been a bit unwell, so uh, that's the reason why I haven't done a podcast for a bit. So I've had to put the podcast into one side and concentrate on my health. Uh, so uh, let's hopefully get back into it now and uh, get back to the weekly format. At the moment I'm walking some woodlands near where I live. This and the birds singing, sun shining. It's gonna be a nice day. It's gonna be a nice week. That's a little pheasant over there running away. Um, yeah, so uh, been a bit unwell. Been um, been suffering with a bit of mental illness. Um, so I've been, <laughs> been suffering for 40 years and all of a sudden it's just come to a head. And so uh, I've uh, been out of action for a while. Um, even the garden hasn't seemed to offer much solace because you get to a point when you you can't really do anything. You just come immobilised. Nothing seems to have a point really, but uh, even the seeds I've sown, I've, I've, I've told you about the podcast previous about the the sprouts and everything is I couldn't even look at them to water them they're all dead now got to start that again I mean I've planted some things on the allotment the the cow up the allotment the pack choice up on the allotment I mean the allotment's getting a bit uh, overgrown now because I'm not there about once a week and uh, just to make sure everything's alright just can't you know you get to a point where you just can't face anything it's just, and then it gets worse because you think, you know, I've missed a few days. If I go back there now, it's going to be even worse. So it's best not to look. And, uh, but, uh, thanks to, uh, the good doctors and, uh, referring me to a charity, I've, uh, received some very good, uh, Cognitive, cognitive uh, behavioural therapy, some mindful help, help, help in meditation, and uh, it does work to talk, just to get it out there. I mean, it got for me. It got to a point when I had to had to talk to someone. It was the only option left. There was two options, but I'd rather not take the other option. I mean, it was a point when uh, I did see the only option, but. I'm glad I, I did speak to someone. So there are people out there who want to listen to. You just have to go to, go to someone and tell them, you, even if you can't describe what it is. If you, if you, if you feel that, that point when uh, it's all too much, just go to a doctor or ring up Samaritans or something and just tell them. You, you just don't know what, what it is, but something's up. It's not right. And they will help. It's amazing. They know exactly what you're talking about. You might not be able to describe it, but I couldn't do. I couldn't describe it at all. But uh, they know exactly what it is. They're the experts, and the help is there. So uh, that's pretty much 
in a nutshell, I mean, it's a lot more <laughs> complex now, but yeah, thanks to them, I'm able to see the future now, see, see uh, way past it, so I'm back in the garden. I've been in the garden, I've done quite a bit of work this weekend, so uh, we'll have a walk around there and see what's gone on when I get up as we get back again I've got a few little projects in the the pipeline again the project I've started doing a few things and you've put them back, back on the back burner because you think what's the point so but now I do see the point the point is to grow some food grow some flowers oh look there's a, noise, a noisy van in the car by the road by um, but uh, it help help her uh, my mind Growing the stuff here, help the environment, the, the bees and the insects with when they kind of get the nectar from the plants, and also help with the shopping bill with the food. So um, there is a point, and also one thing I've been doing, which I have learned from um, the help brothers, is to do it everything mindfully, mind, mindfully. So mindfulness is, you know, it's a bit of thing that's bantered around these days. Sounds a bit fluffy, but it's it's right. It's true. It's it's basically, I mean, you know, you do everything meditatively. You're thinking about everything you're doing, like you're planting some seeds. I think you're looking at the seeds. Look, you're feeling them, how they feel in your hand, to how you, the soil feels when you're making a little drill, little line in the soil. Is it wet? Is it dry? Can you feel the sun on your back? You feel you're feeling everything. You notice everything. You're hearing everything. Just take notes of in your in your mind mentally of how everything's going on the whole process it's not just about putting some seeds in the ground and giving them a bit of water and uh, hoping for the best it's doing everything and taking note you know in your mind about every every, every little thing I mean it's, you got to do it every, in everything I, I do it pretty much all the time now and um, even though I'm, I've now been signed off from a my, my therapy I got to a point when they you know, thought I'm alright okay to uh, go in the big world if you like to see it on my own to uh, able to help myself I mean I can refer myself back if I want in the future they've told me but um, it's going to be a lifelong mission not slip back there and so the, the mindfulness is a, it's not just a thing I had to do then it's a daily a daily exercise the meditation it's not just sitting down and crossing your legs and closing your eyes everything you do it meditatively walking in down the road you're just thinking about things breathing the breath is amazing what you got to do is if your brain my brain starts wandering you know you start getting the bad thoughts again thinking yeah everything's too much just take a deep breath it's amazing. That's just that moment, and now it's a new moment, and now it's it's all different. It's a new world from that breath to this breath. It's it's just it's just so simple advice, but it works. So, I mean, it's going to be a long, long road for me, but hopefully, me just saying this out there, I might someone else might you know hear me and think. Me, but there is help out there for me. Yes, there is. It's out there. You just need to go and speak to someone. Just pick up the phone. <laughs> speak to Samaritans or something. Or another one of the other uh, mental health charities or people out there. Or a doctor. Just go there and say, I, something's not right. I don't know what it is. Unless you do know what it is, of course. 
and just say it and they, they, they know exactly what you're talking about the help is there don't just brush it on the carpet because you don't want to be like me one day bite you in the backside and you, <laughs> and you know you get to a point where you the option is to just do a do something really drastic which I, I really don't want to do that's why I, I, the day I actually sort, sort of found help I thought this is silly it's no more and uh, so there we are that's a uh, that's my little story for the moment. So I will be talking about this further because uh, it's going to be a long journey and hopefully me talking about it, why I'm doing the gardening, why I'm doing my poetry because that's another tool for me. It's getting the poetry. It's not just uh, been like rhyming words. It's been getting my thoughts down on paper, not just about uh, mental health or depression or anxiety. It's, it's just about anything just writing silly limericks or it's just little things just to get the mind working in a positive way and it does help as soon as you like take that breath and you start thinking your brain starts thinking a bit more positively it, it, it gives you a lift I mean day like day when you're outside and you've got a small breeze in the, in the tr- leaves above me I can hear blackbirds and there's some blue tits nesting nearby and the sun shining, the nice dappled light coming through the leaves. It's amazing. I mean, it's a nice thing to see. No matter where you are, you could see this. I mean, it's, 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 I don't know what to say, really. It's just, it's good, to, it's good to be alive. Just take that breath. And it'll be a new moment. So, um, that's enough about me rambling on about that. So, I will, we go around, we'll have a look around the garden. I've got a few little projects I'm going to get on with. So we'll talk about that. I mean, this, this podcast might take a different a diversion from where it was in a previous episode. So uh, bear with me. We'll see where we go. And uh, hopefully uh, onwards and upwards so we can uh, accomplish some good uh, good things in the garden and the environment. So um, that's that. So thanks for putting up with that little ramble on so uh, on to the next thing right so we're in the garden uh, what's the date today it's the 13th of May so uh, really sunny today it's a really nice day you hear the birds singing the uh, Wind in the trees. And, uh, yeah, so I think it's be about 18 degrees today, so it's really nice. I just uh, come out here to give you a little tour, so give you a catch up on what's going on uh, out here. It's been a while, isn't it? So we're in the uh, in the grow house. Got some little plugs of uh, lavender because I make a I make a little lavender parterre of the uh, allotment and. Uh, They've done those come on really well. There's Hickok and Munstead in uh, varieties in there. And uh, they'll come as, as little tiny things, they're little, little bath, half centimetre tall they were. And they've, they're now they're all about two centimetres tall, pushing out nicely. They've done really well. Got some Calendula in there, fish nardis that's coming on well. And uh, tomato, the only tomato I've left outside this is. It's a mess. 
That's Kotra. Is that, there? Is that what it says there? Anyway, it's a basket variety. It's like a container hanging variety. So, nice tumbler. Juice and nice little cherry tomatoes. Not done that one before, so it'll be interesting to see what they taste like. My other tomatoes are still left inside for the moment. Um, I had a, even though it's really nice now, this morning there was a frost. I was scraping the windscreen still, so I don't really want to risk them outside. Yeah, it's because I don't know if I'll be able to get back inside tonight in time before it got cold again. Now I've got my I've got era and lilac syringa palabin in a container there on the patio. That's in full flower and it smells like gorgeous it does. It's, it's just masses of flowers. So that's worthwhile doing, isn't it? So how big is that I'd say? Yeah, two foot tall. Absolutely gorgeous plant that is. Uh, right, let's have a look around. Uh, the old veg block because I've not done much because we've planted a building done. I'm, it's going to get a bit overgrown with uh, the mint has taken over that it was in there years ago. It's come back out of nowhere. I dug it all out and uh, it's come back with a vengeance actually because I've not done anything to it. And uh, it's a really good smell, smelling mint it is. But um, yeah, it's taken over so I could even dig that out, make those a mint sauce or. Uh, get rid of it or I don't know or, but we'll see we'll see that one because uh, I'm not, no rush to clear it yet but as we're going to the garden proper Daphne's now finished flowering but it's got a lovely colour on it it's really settled in there as now um, got some I've got the border here we've got the Arisium Bulbs Mauve that's, a, that's full of flower as well Absolutely amazing plant. It was only a little thing that was when I put it in. It's only probably about five months ago. And now it's a nice clump with tons of flowers. Um, got some clematis, new clematis. I put up some trellis on the fence for new clematis. Uh, got there. That's um, John Paul II. And that's you know, Polish spirit, that one is. So that'd be nice to have a bit of colour on the fence. Um, got some euphorbia, it's called euphorbia crazy <laughs> this year. We've got some, they're doing real. Look, there's a, there's a little hoverfly going in that one already, though. So, they must obviously good for the insects. Uh, what else have we got here? The tulip, this, this little corner here was we had a plant of loads of tulips, and then some, yeah, some a lot of them are, are gone over. But these waste parrot ones, these are parrot orchids, they've been flowering for ages. Ones I've always looked at, I think, well, they look interesting. I've never really had them. So I always look like, I don't know, some things you think they're too, going to be too delicate and too tender, or because just the way they look. But these are not, these are absolutely amazing. They've just flowered and flowered and flowered through the rain, the frost, oh, and they've just gone on and on and on. Um, that's up here. Now, this is the hot garden. We've pretty much finished this corner of the garden. This is where the old chicken run used to be as I probably told you before this is like a wall there the sun sets on the east side of the um, sorry rises in the east side of the wall starts warming it up in the morning and, and then it's in the sun all day long so this place here I've got I've put all my succulents out even though it's been frosty last night they've done absolutely amazing they've really come on a bundle being outside so it's already done a favour Probably not advisable to every part of the garden or every part of where you are in the in the part of the UK. I mean, I mean, 
North Kent, and uh, it's a. Uh, say we don't get much rainfall loss. We get loads of rain, but we do get quite a bit of um, nice bright sunshine. But this part of the garden is always seems to be warm, especially in the summer. It goes. There's the last bit of the garden when the chickens were in here. I used to say that that's a, that, the chickens got the best part of the garden. They really did. It was, it was so warm and they loved it in here. But um, then we got the chickens no more, unfortunately. I always had to dream of making some sort of like little, not tropical, but uh, arid, maybe a. I don't know how to explain it really. So, just a bit more challenging plants, ones that you, that were would suit, you know, a more drought conditions. I suppose that's where we're heading due to a climate change. So it's it'd probably be a good experiment, really, see how this gets on. But I've got a wisteria in the corner there that's doing really well. Um, I've put a fig in a pot to go, climb up this would go against the wall. I've also got an olive and. Uh, Loads of these uh, scented leaves, pelargoniums. Has a cola bottle one. Oh, it's absolutely amazing! I love pelargoniums. What's that one smell of? Can't really because I think there's a full of the mint. Uh, this cola bottle. I think that's a mint one. That one is absolutely amazing. They're flowering. They've survived the frost last night, so doing really well. Uh, what else we got uh, here? This little bit. There's so much to. So much to see here. This uh, sempervariums. They've. Uh, I've just put. I put them in place just on the on the bed last year, just so so where they're going to go and you know, think about whether they, you know, trying to plan things out. And when I you know obviously left them, forgot about them for the winter, and they rooted into the ground and they're just spreading. So they're obviously happy. So what I've done, I've put gravel around the edges of them to show, so you can't see the parts, but but they're just creeping out and. Cre- <laughs> And uh, filling the area up is a really, really good show. Right at the very back of the of the uh, hot garden, though, when it's a bit more shady, I've moved my fancier. My fancier was over there in, the, in my Japanese-ish garden, but it was getting burnt by the wind. So like, my aces were burnt by the wind over there for some reason. It seems to be a bit more exposed. I don't know why. Obviously, it must be uh, just the way that the wind catches it. Because it is a little bit more shady there as well. But it's burnt my burnt the, the fats here. Every time I new growth through, it burned the wind, burnt the leaves. I've got a little uh, so I've moved that into the back of the hot garden where it's a bit more shell. I've got the shed there, so it's got a nice little corner. Hopefully, uh, the shed got the wall. So, yeah, it's just a nice secluded area for it to uh, hopefully flourish and fill this bit of the wall, which uh. I don't know what else we'll do with it, but it should it should do well here. And I've put my Pyrrhus here as well in their pots, and I've got a nice uh, Ben Macchio. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce that. Is a uh, I put I took that out the out the uh, Japanese just border, put it in a pot because again the leaves got burnt as soon as I knew these come out, they got burnt by the wind. It wasn't doing them any favour, so it's in the pot now. At the back there, again with all my new growth on my pier, exactly the same thing. New growth just got burned by the wind. So, right on the edge of the, uh, on the edge as you exit that. I suppose I try to divide this into garden rooms, I suppose. this At this room, as we say, at the hot garden, I put a, a, a lavender hedge. So that's coming on nicely. So, 
look forward to that to serve the bees with their lovely flowers which some are coming out already which is pretty amazing right now we're on the old veg plot and the old veg plot I uh, I've leveled this out area out as much as possible I've got two areas where I've got a Japanese garden I've, probably t- I've told you this before I've got an area with a mainly it is just perennials it is all perennials herbaceous perennials now I haven't put loads of plants in there but I put enough so they, they you can see their shape and they're, they're filling up nicely it's actually amazing very quickly and uh, I mean this part of the garden is only barely a year some of these been in there this, that one there I bought last year in Glastonbury this Vivarian and this massive that was last August um, there's a little salvia uh, sensation blue there that's coming to flower the Dicentia spectrobilis there's that's in flower it's been flower for ages there's, there's a scabious here that's been in flower it hasn't stopped flowering since the last year it's been flowering all, all winter which is absolutely amazing got a mugwort over there which I'll put in as a bit of a bit of a, a, a novelty because it's variegated form and it really brightens that corner over, over, over there it's taking over so I'm going to have to take some of that out so I don't want it to take over but it's a lovely plant and I've put some ba- um, herbaceous geraniums in there so they're looking lovely one of them just in flower now one, there's another one over there uh, I can't see what, I can't remember what that one's called oh, so, sanguinum I can't really see so because what I've done is in between the beds I've uh, I was planning to gravel the area but I've uh, what I've done just levelled it as much as possible I've grass seeded it so I'm waiting for the grass seed to come up so this will be another lawn up here which will be nice another lawn Um, I've had I've got a ginkgo here Ginkgo biloba, a tree. I've had this probably about five years. I bought this fr- from uh, the Eden Project when I was down there. And uh, I've had it in a pot. And uh, it's been happy enough in a pot, but it's time to set it free. So it's down there at the back of the garden, just at the corner of the shed. So that'll just make a nice statement right here. And, and it leads into the back, around to the back of the shed. On the other side, I'm going to put a bamboo there. So that's a project for next month. Get a nice big bamboo and uh, stick in that corner so I can make a little doorway round to the back of the shed where the uh, the working part of the garden, shall we say, going to be where the water butts and the compost bins, they're all going to be around there. And that leads us around nicely to the Japanese garden. Now, I've said before on the old podcast that uh, this area has been a, it's turned into a right, um, lavatory, shall we say, for the uh, local cat and fox uh, population so I've had to put d- dotted um, some uh, rocks I've had to plant it more heavily than I wanted to but it's actually turned out quite well um, got some nice pines in there, I've got ferns I've had a, a Lonicera um, Bagus's Gog which I've been bonsai in the pot on the patio for a couple of years but I've uh, I've put that in one of the corners there and it makes a nice statement actually. It's add some a bit of structure to the other plants which are you know just doing their thing. And I've got a, also got a box of sepiferium, a little box hedge which I've been I've been bonsai in a pot for a few years. Um and that's and I, that's looking nice on the other corner, so it's all like 
pairs it up so it adds a bit of formality to the uh, to the bed and um, as I'm looking now I've got on here there's another Acer here it's just been burnt to pieces but there is one see the one right in the corner there one right over there which was probably the most secluded part so it's got a bucks bucks head a hedge one side of it and the fence on the other side of it and that's doing really well so you can probably hear some motorbikes in the background for um sorry about that but uh, we can't think about the outside of environment also put in the uh japanese blood grass as well over there so to they make a nice clump and um to fill the, some of the compost up so it doesn't so the the uh, cats and foxes don't dig, can't dig much um, earth. I put a uh, little creeping jenny in there, so that'll just sprawl out, nice light green over there. So that's that corner. Right, we go down the little steps, past the two bamboos in the pot, into the woodland bin. Now we're going again, as with eurythms, we've gone hosta crazy as well. We've got the, quite a few hostas over here. They're doing, I can't believe how well they're doing this year. They've really settled in nicely. There's quite a different few varieties there. There's uh, some nicer jugas there. We've got be plied in there. And uh, underneath there, we've got a brunnera. Well, I've got a choice here, Aztec pearl here, which is so full of flower this year. Absolutely amazing amount of flower. It's just it just brightens up this corner. So it's shady because there's got a, a, a sambucus black lace and a, and a uh, mulberry tree next door to that. And underneath it is this choisier. And it just brightens up underneath it. Like, absolutely amazing. But underneath that, I've got the Brunnera. And um, it just, just lights that area up. It's, it's just does well. But I can't... Uh, this choisier is... I, I never, the, the, the branches are way down with the amount of flowers on there. I cannot believe how many flowers on that this, this year. Absolutely amazing. So it's settled in really well. Now, the rest of the border, I've got to get there and weed. It's getting taken over by cooch grass. Helibores are in there somewhere. It's very hard to see. Now, the cooch grass is taken over. So this is... I don't know why. This bloody garden always gets last. We we'll start that end and weed that end and... This is always the last bit, don't we? Because it's, it's really nice that you get some nice shady plants and then shady plants offer you different opportunities to have different types of plants other than all flowers and stuff. But got some hookahs under there and all different colours and textures of the leaves. Even they're amazing. I mean, their flowers are absolutely gorgeous. And they make nice little clumps and they do fill the area up. I've got um, them come down to the formium. And um, that's completely the wrong place really, but it's, it's doing its thing. And I saw barrier there, and that's all right. That's funny. I've always thought the saw barriers around the garden, think put in one place and don't do well. Try somewhere else, and uh, you know, it, it's so so. Why well, this one? And it wasn't doing very well, so I dug it out, put it in a pot, trying to think where to pull it. Then last year, I funny thought, I know, I'll pull it over here in the corner. It's in a bit of shade, and that's really taken off, and uh, brings us back round to the patio got some magnolians in pots I bought these little ones uh, earlier year they finally got them in pots all my little um, I've got little hawthorns that I'm trying to experiment on, on bonsai with they're just little whips at the moment really this one's a big one this one's got probably about three foot tall I don't know so I'm trying to just leave them in the pots I'm trying to think about the shapes I want from them you know what I want them to do so 
get a bit nervous about it. I don't know why, because they're not, you know, they're rewarding me with all their, fl- uh, their, their leaves and their, their, you know, their, their fl- and their flowers, so they're doing their thing. So uh, I've got to do my thing and help them out and see, put them in the right places and uh, do the right thing by them. Right, the other thing of note on the uh, patio, I bought a El Ho grow table. Now this is a uh, like a a uh, like a trough on legs. You might have seen them in the garden centres, uh, and um, I filled this with uh, manure, and I put some uh, vermiculite in there just to add a bit of uh, open it up a little bit. And I'll be growing vegetable with this, and seeing how much vegetables we grow can grow in an El Ho grow table. Because it's not a big space, but these are pretty much designed for people with small gardens, balconies, um, and a ray, so people who can't uh, move around so much so easily can get around it. So uh, that'd be really good and interesting to see how much we can grow in that. So that's a, a, a another segment for another day, and I've some, got some nice little uh, things to go in there. And uh, got me two wormeries on the patio at the moment. I don't know what to do with them. We're out in the garden, they're going to fit yet. But they're producing uh, lots of fertiliser out of them at the moment. And that's good. And uh, perhaps perhaps next week we'll talk about how, how you fit a, put together a wormery and uh, get them going. Because they're a worthwhile thing for the garden. So that's the, uh, that's the garden, really. And... Um, Let's go inside that noise is annoying me over there. <laughs> I'm trying to talk to you. Right, here we are. Right, let's see the choice here. There's a. Oh no, let me talk to you about chilies. Chilies that are planted earlier in a year have had an aphid attack, so. I'm trying to be wiping those off as often as possible, but. I think they'll be alright. They're gonna be alright. Just keep an eye on those. And uh, there's the rest of the tomatoes. These tomatoes are, they're ready to go out really, but it's like that frost out there. Some of them are probably about a foot and a half tall. They're just so ready to go out. Right, just, as I was saying, no, sorry. Uh, look at the Estel pole just now. Um, just remind me I've got to uh, finish off with a uh, haiku that I've um, I wrote this a couple of years back, sitting in the garden, where the veg plot was given over. We would just sort of let it go. It just turned out to be one mass of brambles. It was just unbear- unbearable. It looks like you, you wouldn't be able to get in there with doing anything. I was just sitting there wondering every day what what to do with it, how we're going to get rid of it. And uh, so, uh, but one saving grace was that this, there were sparrows nesting in there and they were flying in and out. It was just nice to see nature taking over and na- nature taking u- making use of it, even though I couldn't. So it wasn't a complete, you know, sw- um, swing and a miss. It was a. It was it was nice just seeing that you know the, the sparrows making use of it, and of course they gave us some berries later in the year. And the aesthetic poem was all in flower. It was absolutely amazing. So uh, I wrote this haiku. I hope you enjoy it because I've. I come back to it every year and I think, oh yeah, I remember that one. That was that day. It was a nice day. I sat there with a cup of tea, a bit of cake, just watching these sparrows fly in and fly out. And it was a, 
It's just a nice thing to see, especially when you see. It's always nice to see birds nesting, isn't it? It's just nice to see them getting on with their lives when all around it's getting a bit crazy, but they're just doing their thing because that's part of nature. They just nature just gets on with it. So here it is: Aztec tetpole in bloom, sparrow nest in the garden, new life all around. Aztec pole in bloom. Sparrow nest in the garden, new life all around. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it there for this week. Uh, I think covered a bit there. Um, I told you quite a bit about what's been happening for my health this week. Yeah, you know, last I'm not saying this week. It's been since like February. Might really hit the wall, but you know, I'll probably cover come back and cover more. So hopefully. Help someone out there, help people out there to uh, get talking about mental health. Just need to talk. It's the key, that sounds so simple, but it's, it's the best medicine. It really is. Just go, go and talk to someone. Talk to anyone. If, you, if you've got no one close to you, or can't, I don't think you can talk to someone that's close to you, just go and talk to, go talk to doctors, go and talk to anyone. Someone's out there to help you. Anyway. That's enough of that for the minute, and uh, I'll keep you informed on the garden and the, and the allotment, of course, which I'll be planning to get back onto this week. Will that be a new challenge because everything's grown? Grass has grown up there big time, and uh, we'll see how it gets on. So, carry on gardening, and uh, I won't leave it so long next time for the next episode. And, uh, stay out, you know, be mindful. Thank you. See you next time.